Hello, thank you for joining our special edition of Marketing Horizons, where we bring you thought leaders looking over the horizon at the future trends impacting marketers. Some new trends emerged and some have faded already. But to kick off our 2022 series, Ruth Stevens and myself, Cindy Greenglass, took a look at the episodes we hosted in 2021. And in this special edition, we highlight some of the topics and predictions that we believe will impact us marketers in 2022. We would like to thank our host, West Virginia University, Reed College of Media, for hosting our podcast, and thank you, our listeners. So, are you ready, Ruth? Indeed, Cindy. I'm excited because we had, in our 19 podcast episodes last year, so many interesting themes came up, and isn't it great to kind of summarize them today and share with our listeners some of the high points. And one of the themes that was dominant, in fact, it came up more than a half a dozen times in in our podcast in 2021, was how science and technology are being used and will continue to be used to improve marketing methods and marketing results. Like AI, for example, came up all the time. (laughs) It Absolutely. was amazing. I, I thought we should start with two particular sessions, one with Nancy Harhut and the other with Seb Reeve that were really interesting deep dives into how science and tech are being used in, in marketing. For example, Nancy, who's a creative professional in the Boston area and has really developed a specialization in behavioral science, helped us understand about neuroscience and how it's impacting the way marketers think. Like, for example, she told us about the way that buyers rely on their comfort level or their typical patterns that make it easy for them to get to a purchase decision. They're like shortcuts, she said. And the more we can break, break out those shortcuts and speak to them, the higher our response rates will be and the, the deeper our engagement will be. So she gave us an example about, she called it BYAF or but, but if you are free, it's a phrase that's often used to offer a choice to buyers or imply that there is a choice when they're making a decision, say, well, it's up to you and present the offer or the message in a way that says, well, you can do it this way or you can do it that way. And that people are, uh, find that uh, empowering and will, will react more deeply or, or more quickly to us. And then there was Seb Reeve who talked about how customer service matters have become digital first, he calls it, and that people don't typically dial into the call center the way they used to, you know, the 800 number that you would see on the back of your toothpaste tube (laughs) if you have any questions. And instead, they're going online. They're either going to social media or they're going to the websites of the manufacturer. And they only really get into the call center piece later in the process. So that means we marketers have to have our digital communications totally sharp and supporting 
that customer experience, but also that'll give us signals that once they get to our call center, we can use AI-enabled tools to make that call center interaction more productive and, and smoother. So, man, I can't imagine that these kinds of developments in science and technology will not be continuing into next year and beyond. I totally agree, Ruth. And what also became clear is that tech and AI is enabling us as communicators and marketers, not replacing us. You remember we had that question, gee, are we going to be replaced by the robots and yeah. AI? Um, and so our opportunity is really to find ways to embrace the science and the tech. Tech's not the solution. Tech is part of the conversation and engagement with our customers that enables us to do it better than we were uh, doing it in the past. And right. that's a great one to kick us off. The next one I'd like us to think about that goes along, I think, you know, with this was the rise of the customer experience and customer engagement management and how everything is centered around the consumer these days. We spoke with uh, Paul Linewad and, and Samrat Sharma, if you remember, from PricewaterhouseCoopers. And they've been tracking the evolution and future of consumer markets um, and where consumer shopping experience is headed. And over 2021, with the pandemic, we've seen a lot of this um, disengagement in retail, right? Mm. Uh, the whole discussion around in-person, on-site um, are we going to go entirely digital? Are we going to go entirely online? What's happening to the retail experience? And uh, you know, we know that the pandemic has forever changed the way consumers interact with brands. And, and nowhere is this more prevalent than the conversation that we had uh, with these gentlemen uh, from PricewaterhouseCoopers and the retail channel. And they they brought up some really interesting points for us. Uh, they encouraged us to look at the pandemic, uh, not just as a crisis, which for sure we know it has been, but as an opportunity for us to really uh, embrace true digital adoption. And they said that doesn't mean take what you're doing and just put a little digital face on it. You have to truly transform your business to be digital first for the consumer, which um, requires you like entirely to look at this differently. Um, and if you don't, as a brand, you will be left behind. Uh, you could say that brands that aren't already doing this are already behind the eight ball. Um, and that this is really not a time for the faint of heart. You, you, we really gotta be bold and take this on. And, uh, you know, with the increases in digital commerce and growing at an exponential rate, uh, true digital transformation is where you have to go if you want to succeed, period, right? And then the other comment that they made um, around the consumer, which I think you and I, Ruth, is, uh, you know, totally embrace, right, is that consumer's need is at the base of everything, not the brand's wants and needs. Mm -hmm. So it's all centered around the consumer if you want to be successful. And that in the rush of our day-to-day, -day, that we often forget about how fundamental a marketing principle it is, putting the consumer, the customer in the middle of the engagement conversation. But the management of this engagement is what 
I thought was so fascinating as a future development. It's not just talking about it. It's creating a formal discipline, how we're going to manage that. Right. Yeah. And I loved the word they used, frictionless, that Mm. uh, indicates the consumer's expectations for an easy, frictionless interaction with their suppliers. This means we have to understand their needs and respond to them and in fact, anticipate them so that we're ahead. We delight them in effect and ahead of our competition. Absolutely. So um, how about if we move to another topic that came up last year that really was eye-opening, Cindy, about ad fraud. (laughs) We were lucky enough to get Dr. Augustine Fu onto our program, and he explained how the fake sites and robots that are sucking up so many digital signals, impressions, clicks, and really reducing the effectiveness of digital communications dramatically because they're getting paid and siphoning off those dollars from the legitimate advertisers. In fact, he told us that in 2022, it's expected that $42 billion in digital advertising will be diverted to fraudsters. So, you know, this is really uh, unacceptable. <laughs> and he gave us some ideas about how, how we can be dealing with this. And they were more kind of f- philosophical than they were tactical, which I, I really appreciated. He urged us to stop thinking like uh, often a, a brand marketer has been trained to think for many years about, have I reached the right people enough times that that's not the metric we should be moving against anymore. We can't be out shouting to our market. We need to attract them. He calls this poll marketing, of course, and, and we need to change our mindset. That was a very interesting angle. And then more on the technical side, he said that we're, going to be forced in these directions as privacy laws strengthen. We're all aware of the creeping privacy legislation. And the thing is that the legislation in the area of fraud is going to be helpful, he said, because fraudsters go for easy pickings. And if we put barriers in their way, then they'll go elsewhere, one hopes. So he was basically accusing us of really being lazy in our media buying and and that fraudsters are taking advantage of this. And he recommended actually that we do less programmatic buying and go direct to publishers like the old ad buying model where you know you have a magazine or some other um, medium and you place your ads directly with the publisher. So I, I, I thought that was really, really good advice. How, how did you view it? 
I totally agree. He also was beating the drum really loudly that we have to move away from vanity metrics. And I think that was part of the laziness like that we've gotten accustomed to accepting them. And as the fraudsters and the bots have gotten more and more sophisticated, they are actually figuring out how to imitate humans better than they used to. And I thought it actually was um, eye-opening when he said that they're getting really good at form completions the bots, right? Yeah. And so now when we're taking credit for quote leads, they're not leads, they're actually bots doing it. And therefore he said, you have to do the control versus test. Uh, do nothing if you can do a holdout where you don't have any of the advertising in market. And did you actually get incrementality or didn't you? Like, don't be afraid to say, I took the media out of the market and guess what? I got the same results. Yeah. So that goes back to not only being lazy, but being brave. Here, and here. Along the same line, let's talk about another one of our guests, um, Heather Blank, who we discussed walled gardens with because it's mm -hmm. along the same lines, right? Indeed. We have privacy growing and we have walled gardens um, uh, proliferating. The gardens are getting a little, you know, weedy. Um, <laughs> while we stepped back from eliminating cookies in 2021, the conversation is still there and the efforts are going to be made in 2022 to uh, eliminate uh, cookies, third-party cookies, which means that we are going to need to uh, stay more focused on building our first-party data gardens. But Heather cautioned us that these um, walled gardens are not necessarily good news for us marketers. Mm. So if you take what August, uh, Dr. Fu said about go direct to publishers and you say what um, Heather was saying, which is, you know, the big um, 800 pound gorillas, Facebook and, and, and Google and the big players are going to have these large gardens behind paywalls for us. How do we get a 360 degree view of a customer? How do we know what media they're engaging with us when we can no longer have a view of that? And without a persistent ID, which doesn't exist today across everything, right. you know, the Nirvana persistent ID, you and I as marketers will not know how Cindy Greenglass and Ruth Stevens is engaging and interacting. So it becomes a fragmented conversation as opposed to a more engaged, holistic conversation. And I think that that's going to be an interesting trend for us to look at. At the same time, we're seeing literally as we speak in surveys that consumers are getting kind of I don't know, maybe lackadaisical about this privacy. They're actually not wanting as uh, rigorous opt-outs. We're seeing mm. in surveys that consumers are saying, you know what, I'm not going to opt out as much. And frankly, I don't actually like that brands are programmatically telling me what I want to see to the extent that we have had in the past. So guess what? If consumers are leaning away from gated content and, 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 and opt-outs, and we're going to have more gated content and opt-outs, this is going to be a really interesting trend for us next year. What do you Indeed, think? Indeed, yeah. And it kind of harkens back to what Dr. Fu said about us being lazy. We really need to up our games and, and recognize that consumer preferences and behaviors are changing rapidly. We've got to, got to be there. 
And in fact, another theme that came up for us in our, our half a year of podcasting in 2021 was the, the theme of how quickly marketing is changing. And that's sort of reassuring, isn't it, Cindy? Because if we've been saying, you know, buyer behavior is changing, consumer expectations are rising, it's a good thing that we're, you know, yes. evolving our marketing brains and our activities. Um, just to mention three points that our guests made last year, Theresa Kushner told us that, you know, she, she came out with this phrase, is marketing dead? And we all, I know. we kind of clutch. But her point was an interesting one. You might even call it a point of pride or something that, that we could be excited about, a kind of triumph that marketing thinking and marketing activities are so widely accepted as essential in firms now that they're starting to seep into other departments. So what Theresa was saying is that, gee, well, what's left in the marketing department if strategy has moved to a strategy group and if evaluation of communications and um, marketing results has moved to finance, for example, and, and pieces of the customer management have moved under sales, for example. That's something that we will want to keep an eye on over the next several years. And then Ron Jacobs our longtime friend and direct marketing guru pointed out another way that marketing has evolved. And this is about direct response communications has really become the language of marketing communications on online. Amen. It's all digital. It's all direct response. It's all evaluated by an action that a target audience is taking, and it's all global. So we we marketers are are reacting properly to to that matter. Now, then, Bonnie Harris pointed out to us another way that marketing has evolved and and will continue to, and this is in the area of how specialties, some specialties, are becoming even broader. We've had other speakers who said, well, in order to be successful, you have to specialize. But in the area of PR in particular, Bonnie was saying actually that the traditional specialties in PR, like media relations, analyst relations, are actually broadening and being better known as communications, or these people are being called communicators. And Certainly, this trend is going to continue into next year and beyond. Yeah, that was fascinating, mm. really fascinating, um, the perspective that all three of these guests brought to us. And Ruth, I'm, I'm thrilled that us traditional direct marketers are, are uh, you know, now being embraced by everyone broadly in marketing, the principles that we, we grew up with. But there is a potential danger to that, uh, that Theresa, I think, is alluding to, which she says is marketing dead. Hmm. And that's if we train all these other marketing professionals to excel at measurement and KPIs and, you know, all of these uh, uh, disciplines, then, you know, where do we land? Like, have we just 
eliminated our um, edge? Um, are we going to get muscled out of the C-suite and end up with the no seat when the music stops? Because all these other disciplines have gotten really good at the things that we marketers used to claim was our specialty. So we better be careful. And like you said, we got to up our game, which is what, you know, <laughs> or we're going to end up making everybody else look good and we're not going to have anything to say anymore. <sighs> Although... You know, your constant drumbeat, Cindy, of being in charge of accountability and measurement is the is the key to that problem. Yes. And I'm just giving you an opportunity Thank to you. make that point again. <laughs> because I am, as I said, I am the data diva. I just can't give up on a metrics, metrics, metrics and measurement. And, and, and those of us who are afraid to be held accountable will find themselves out on the street. So yes, um, embrace your inner data um, and your uh, metrics and KPIs, um, which, you know, we pursued this concept of with data with two um, interesting and extremely knowledgeable guests. We were very fortunate to have Scott Brinker, um, who does the giant MarTech infographic showing how it has grown, all the different stacks have grown and proliferated over the years. And we had David Robb from the CDP Institute talking all about all things CDP related. And, you know, they shared their perspectives on the dramatically changing landscape of data and platforms, um, you know, from MarTech to the to CDPs or customer data platforms. We have to understand, we as marketers have to understand the tech stacks to sit, stay relevant in the conversation. That doesn't mean we have to... Uh, know how they operate at a deep tech level, but the tools needed to manage customer data today are so different from the early days of database marketing and much more complex. Uh, and both our guests said that that complexity is going to continue to morph. So in some ways, the number of systems as they grow and grow, and as they become more and more uh, sophisticated, they're being fed by the proliferation of channels and omni-channel marketing, the decrease in the cost of entry, which allows uh, new players to come in and therefore give us more options. There's easily available funding. You know, what is a marketer to do? Goodness, <laughs> right? We ask them, what in the world are we going to do with this? And I was um, gratified to hear that um, many of the skills we have as marketers are even more in demand um, in understanding how to handle the data and the technology stacks. And again, we need to look at tech as an enabler to our creativity and a repository of not only the data, but a way for us to see across all our first party data in customer engagement. So as things become walled gardens, how are you going to get out of that? How are we going to have a dialogue engagement with that customer? It's going to require us to have these types of technologies for our first party data. And, um, you know, despite the proliferation of MarTech that's in our lives, uh, both of these, you know, highly technical experts said it was all about the people and that the business solution uh, it's all about solving the problem in the business with the customer and consumer in mind. And tech is once again, the facilitator. 
that was my big takeaway. Um, yeah. What do you and, think, Ruth? Well, we're definitely going to see more of this trend in next year and probably for the rest of our lives. And it makes a nice transition to the topic that I wanted to address very briefly, that of chatbots, because I, this is really one of my favorite episodes when Kuhn DeWitt helped us understand the capabilities of chatbot technology today, because it, it was very concrete and mostly applied in complex selling situations or maybe best used in, in those long sales cycle environments, which is where you and I have professionally focused for many years, Cindy. But the reason I, I want to call it out, even though we could have dropped this in several other thematic buckets, but it's because the, the chatbot as a technology really only came on the scene in the last 10 years. And now it's gotten to the level where the, the functionality and the parts of the buying and selling processes that chatbots can help empower, enable, speed up, and enrich is longer <laughs> and deeper and wider than, than ever before. And I think that this is going to just continue. We, this is a technology that has still a lot of potential to be discovered in the future. I and agree, Rose. And it's dear old AI again, you know, it's, <laughs> this is an ongoing theme. I agree. Well, as we round uh, the end of our program, getting close to the end of the program, I want to, um, if you don't mind, I'm going to uh, close us out with one last really, I think, exciting trend for us. And that is that there are some wonderful new emerging careers uh, for uh, us, us communicators and marketers. We had uh, three guests, Laura Marino, um, who speaks and is an instructor at Stanford in, in product management. We had Bridget Borst-Ombres on PR and, and Scott Gillum in, in agency, the agency of the future, all talking about these exciting new emerging careers for us as marketers. And West Virginia University being our sponsor is addressing mm -hmm. a lot of the academic and practitioner uh, needs that our uh, students and, and, and professionals are going to need moving into these careers in the future. Uh, that being that product management is bringing us, um, those of us who have great diplomacy skills, as well as technology savvy, an opportunity to uh, really have a seat in the C-suite, especially in B2B tech, Mm -hmm. This is really expanding. Um, PR isn't just about stories anymore. And uh, it's much more of a communications profession uh, that takes us beyond traditional marketing. And Scott Gillum, who brought us the B2B agency of the future, those of us in mid-career, even late career, who have a great deal of experience and have come out of the agency world, you know, this work remote, work according to what, what you want and that uh, this whole remote agency, a hybrid environment was fascinating. So I think there's a lot for us yeah. to be excited about moving into the year ahead, Ruth. And when it comes to discussing how young people should prepare for marketing careers, I was interested in Theresa Kushner's comment that, okay, we're 
going to be entering a highly dynamic, fast-changing environment as marketing professionals. So what should our, our study course of studies be, say, in undergrad? And she said that we should be encouraging undergrads to get a broad educational base and not specialize in marketing too soon. In fact, she was saying they should be studying philosophy and history and psychology, literature, so that they are ready to develop uh, a grounding in, in business fundamentals and develop specializations in marketing. And that is how they're going to have the, the tools and the attitude and the mindset ready to react and, and be successful in a fast-changing environment like marketing. Now, that was encouraging. And now it's time, Cindy, to wrap up. Let us thank our listeners over the last 19 episodes, which we started in the middle of last year. We, our theme was let's try to peek over the horizon and see what's coming up for marketers. It's twice monthly. We hope that our listeners have found this program helpful and intriguing, and we're pretty well into planning for 2022 when we're likely to be able to put together another 24 episodes. And we would welcome suggestions from our listeners, right, Cindy? They could yes. write to us. We also hope that our listeners will follow us on Twitter and, and LinkedIn and be part of the, the conversation. And we do really need to, to thank our wonderful sponsors at West Virginia University who not only have provided us with this platform, but have done all the heavy lifting of managing the, daily, the, the production of the podcast, the editing and the distribution, all in as part of the, the training programs at the Reed College of Media at West Virginia University, which is heavily an online program, isn't it, Cindy? You're on the yes. faculty there. Mm -hmm. And we really owe a debt of gratitude to Chad Mazira and Stephanie Moore for their help in, in making this happen. Um, yes. And what else? if you have an interest, I would um, recommend our listeners to um, go and search out their graduate level programs. Uh, they have masters of science degree programs in integrated marketing communications, in data marketing communications, and in digital marketing. Um, so go visit their website and check out their truly unique um, degree offerings. Right, where you can even be in the classroom with Cindy Greenglass. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Ruth. I can't wait for thank our you, first guest Cindy. of 2022. Here we are in 2022, and thank you for a terrific 2021. You've been listening to WVU Marketing Horizons, hosted by Ruth Stevens and Cindy Greenglass. Please be sure to visit go.wvu.edu slash MC today to view our upcoming conversations, listen to previous discussions, and subscribe to receive updates.